0: Good morning, once again, and welcome to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome to our series entitled, Text, TXT. We're taking a look at some of those powerful verses, powerful scriptures found in the Word of God. Now, there are so many of them to choose, but we've looked at a handful already, and have a couple of more uh, to take a look at in this series. So I want to invite you to join with me. Go ahead. I'll wait grab your Bible, go ahead and get it out, and turn with me in the New Testament to Galatians chapter six. Galatians uh, chapter six. Now, the verse that we're gonna be taking a look at today in our text series, it's one of my wife, Kim's, favorite verses. And uh, over the years of marriage and over the years of ministry, I've seen Kim share this with many uh, young people and young adults, as well as adults, Uh, This is a scripture that uh, she has mentioned and shared and encouraged uh, multiple times. And uh, it's Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and it reads like this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Do not give up. It's it's that challenge. It's that encouragement that no matter what it is that we're facing, don't be weary. Don't give up. In the midst of everything that you're facing, struggling or wrestling with, in the midst of continuing to do good and honor God and please Him, don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Some in, incredible... Uh, Uh, thoughts from that verse and we're going to kind of get into that a little bit here but he says you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up those are those are some of the things that the harvest that's uh the, the mindset that's what we are shooting for it's the good things at the end of sometimes the discipline but the scripture says don't become weary don't give up And uh, came across a handful of people who, in fact, did not give up. Uh, They were not weary. And they had some pretty amazing endurance records. So uh, let me share a few of these with you. You'll see uh, good things, or at least records in some cases, happen for those who do not give up. Uh, The longest time doing CPR. Uh, There were two CPR teams from England who did CPR on a dummy, for 144 hours straight. I don't know, uh, but after 144 hours, if that dummy wasn't uh, resurrected back to life, I, I guess there's nothing more you can do. Uh, the longest non-stop ocean swim for a woman, 38 hours and 33 minutes, a woman swam 122 miles from Mexico to Cuba. Uh, that wears me out just thinking about that. How about this? The longest time balanced on one foot. A man from India balanced on one foot for 76 hours and 40 minutes. Now, I think I might have some balance, but I certainly don't have that much balance. Or this. uh, The longest distance walking on your hands. I can't walk on my hands. I'm not sure that I could even balance enough on my hands. But one man walked 870 miles over 55 days in 10-hour shifts. That's an incredible endurance. That man was not giving up. Now, you hear some of these, and like me, many of these are just some physical things that you don't think there's any way that you can handle. How about this last one? typewriting as in an old-fashioned typewriter typing page after page one man typed the numbers from one to one million it took 19,990 sheets of paper and 16 years now i'm sure you're asking the question i'm probably asking why would you waste 16 years of your life typing the, uh, the numbers from one to a million? Don't know, but that individual was not becoming weary. That individual was not giving up. And, well, that individual is being mentioned at least today. So understand there are good things that take place. The scripture says we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, those individuals, that's not necessarily the endurance I'm looking at, the the physical endurance of of swimming or typing or standing on your foot, Uh, but certainly we need endurance. We need that mentality, that stick to it, that not give up, that I'm gonna keep going and keep pressing on no matter what I face. We need that kind of endurance in our life. Charles Spurgeon wrote this, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Didn't give up, didn't quit, kept going and reached the ark. Or uh, the anonymous quote says this, triumph is just oomph added to try. And so uh, the, the challenge and the encouragement for us today is don't give up. Don't ever give up. The encouragement is to continue going. There are things, there are challenges, no doubt, that you are facing in your life, as no doubt I have and so many others have. There's physical challenges and financial challenges and relational challenges, challenges that take place in the workplace or in the family life, challenges in the community, at the job site, challenges at school. We face difficulties all over all over the place and many times there's that well there's that tug or there's that nudge that says i'll just give up it's too hard it's too tough and and i'm not sure if i can keep going galatians 6 9 our text for today is encouraging us to continue don't stop doing good don't quit don't give up there's the harvest that we will reap if we continue now Why do we often give up? Because no doubt in the midst of challenges, in the midst of the things that you have faced, uh, you've probably experienced that thought or maybe you've gone all the way and you've given up, you've quit something. Here's a handful of reasons why uh, many times we quit and give up. First of all, but very simply, we quit because life is hard. Life is tough. Uh, we give up when the going gets tough and certainly we know that the going will get tough. Jesus was confident of that. He said, in this world, you will have trials. That's not necessarily the, the most positive, the most encouraging thing that we could hear from him, but it's extremely realistic. And the good news is he finished that verse and he said that I have overcome the world. So we can, we can continue by doing so in Him, but many times we stop because life is hard, be, because we face those physical difficulties, we face those uh, financial challenges, we face the relational and workplace hardships, whatever the case might be. Now there's many times people think, when you surrender your heart and your life to Jesus as a Christian, life just becomes perfect. Maybe you've thought about that. Or, or maybe that's something that's crossed your mind. Oh, well, I shouldn't be having these kinds of situations because I'm a Christian, because I've got Jesus in my life. Here's the thing. He's never promised a perfect or mistake-free or challenge-free or difficulty-free life. And so, so many people when they face challenges, hardships or difficulties can tend to give up. They they think, "Well, I don't know that I can handle this. Why why am I facing this?" The good news is that Jesus has promised to be with us no matter what we face. Life is tough, but don't give up. Don't become weary. What are some other reasons that maybe people have given up or maybe you have in the past given up. Certainly because life is hard, life is tough, but many times it's because sin is tempting. They give up on their Christian life. They give up on their Christian walk. They give up on uh, that relationship with God because of sin. Sin is tempting and the enemy makes it seem as if sin is no big deal. And so we're confronted with that. We're tempted in so many different ways and many times we give in certainly the the thought is well everybody's doing it so why not me or the thought is well i can handle it i'm able to face it i i I can i can handle this and still do this over here i can i can give into this temptation but not too much and still serve god over here the bible says that sin is pleasurable but for a season and so many different individuals in so many different situations will give in to the pleasures of sin and the pleasures for a short period of time as opposed to the long haul in living for God. I mean, some individuals would say, well, well, why follow God's word? And, and why save and reserve and keep sex for marriage? I just want that now. So uh, let me let me just... Quit what God would have and let me do what I would desire, or why return a portion of that hard-earned money to God? I mean, oh, what's He going to do with that? I'll just hold on to that. And so, rather than the giving, or rather than the uh, the principle and discipline of of tithing and returning back a portion to the Lord, uh, many people would say, "No, I'll, I'll just I'll just quit. I'll I'll give up on that. I I want to keep it. I want to spend it. I mean, why be honest on?" taxes. I'm sure nobody else is. So we'll fudge a little bit over here and, and fudge a little bit over there and, and maybe allow myself to keep a little extra uh, of that. Why tell the truth? Why this? Why that? And so many places, so many situations, we are tempted. You see, life is hard. Life is tough and many people give in. Sin is tempting and, and in many cases people will give in. They'll give up or become weary in trying to continue doing good why else do people many times give up it's because they feel alone maybe that's you maybe you're feeling as if uh, the situation that you're facing in fact it's it's a it's a large situation you're facing right now you feel as if you're the only one that's experiencing it. Nobody else would know what you're going through. Nobody else would know what you're experiencing. Maybe you feel like Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. He was on Mount Carmel with all the prophets, false prophets of Baal. And literally his quote was this. He said, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. And later on he said, Baal has 450. Elijah felt outnumbered. Elijah felt as if he was the only one, that there was nobody else who is continuing to do good. Nobody else who is continuing to serve and to faithfully follow God. Maybe that describes where you're at in in the school, in the workplace, uh, maybe in your home, uh, in in family members. You are the only Christian, or maybe you feel that way. Uh, You don't know that there's other Christians in your school or other Christians in your workplace. And because you feel as if you're the only one, uh, you believe as if nobody else knows what you're going through. It can be very tempting, and it can be very nudging at times to just stop, to quit, to give up, because you have become weary trying to seek God when it seems like nobody else does. The encouragement is we are most definitely not alone. There are other people who are facing what you're facing. They know what you're experiencing. And there are other people who do know and love and serve and faithfully honor God. So many times we quit or give up because life is hard, because sin is tempting, because we feel alone. Also, many times we quit or give up because we tend to compare ourselves to others. We can live in a a very result-oriented society and and we compare ourselves with others. You you play sports, uh, whether it's golf or basketball or volleyball or football, uh, there's individual sports and there's team sports and there's always some form of a scoreboard you got a scorecard in golf or you've got a scoreboard in in team sports and and you're always tracking where you are compared to someone else and so you know whether you're winning or losing you earn a trophy or or a ribbon or a medal and you can understand or tell how you did and so uh, you tend to always look around and and compare yourselves to others but when it comes to honoring god and serving the lord and and faithfully seeking him and and uh, continuing in doing good well that's a little harder there there doesn't seem to be quite that same scoreboard to see where you are compared to someone else, where your team is compared to someone else. We, we can labor for the Lord sometimes, years and years and years, and we struggle to understand the measure of our work. We think uh, many times that non-visible results mean no results. Well, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. I've been, I've been serving God and nothing seems to be changing. Uh, For some in in ministry or in missionary work, they can serve faithfully uh, year after year and wonder what's taking place. It's difficult to measure sometimes in ministry. It's difficult to measure sometimes as we serve God, uh, uh, the faithfulness of reading God's Word, the faithfulness of prayer, the faithfulness of seeking Him. Uh, We're not sure where that stands and so it's sometimes easier to, to go and take a look at other people, to compare ourselves with other people. But you see, the, the blessings that, that people experience, the, the blessings that people face, uh, we, we don't need to uh, compare ourselves to that. That's not the cause for comparison. And struggles that other people experience, that, that doesn't need to be the cause for comparison. You see, you and I are called to do what God has called us to do. It can be very easy to compare ourselves to somebody else and find somebody else who seemingly has much more or is doing much more or seems to be so much farther ahead. And we look at that and we say, well, I'll not measure up to them. I'll not measure up to him or to her or to that individual or to that situation. I've I've been serving faithfully and, and I'm nowhere near them. I might as well just give up. And for all of those reasons, we we see that life is difficult, life is hard. We see that sin is tempting and and we we see that we oftentimes feel alone and then compare ourselves to other people, and as a result, many times people will quit. And maybe that's uh, maybe one of those reasons or or others have caused you to to quit to give up you've grown weary in seeking and serving and doing good for the lord so i want to encourage you this this morning Uh, maybe you're even watching this or listening to this in the afternoon or the evening so today wherever whenever you might be listening to this i I want to give you a, a handful of instructions a handful of encouragements on how you can keep going, how you can keep serving, how you cannot become weary, but continue to faithfully do and serve God as he's called you to. So first of all, how do you keep going? I wanna encourage you to remember biblical examples. Understand that when you feel alone, that's that's one of those reasons why many times people have given up when we feel alone. When you feel alone, understand you're not alone there are others other Christians even now that are facing what you're facing but understand from the word of god there's some powerful biblical examples and models that we can look at and follow obviously we we can turn ourselves and look to Jesus as an example he's someone who had endured much hardship Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 says Consider him, meaning Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider Jesus so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't grow weary. Don't lose heart. Don't give up, but keep going. Keep serving. The scripture says that he endured. Not that he enjoyed the opposition, but he endured it. We've got to continue to keep our eyes on him. In our walk, we're gonna face difficulty and struggle. We'll face hardship and hostility. But remember, Jesus faced so much more than you or I will ever face. He ultimately went to the cross and he faithfully followed the Father. And that's a challenge and the encouragement for you and I, no matter what it is that you might face, no matter what it is that that might take place in my life, we must faithfully follow the Father. So we we look at the example, certainly Jesus is our ultimate example. Uh, Let me give you one more. We can can look through many different Old Testament and New Testament uh, men and women. Remember the example of Moses, Moses from the Old Testament. Hebrews in the New Testament uh, responds and, and writes about him. It says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. So he continued on faithfully serving God and rejected the, the temptations of Sin, the the pleasures of sin, says he esteemed the reproach of Christ as greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Very simple and very similar to what our scripture, Galatians 6, 9 says, that we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. He, He was continuing and found faithful to God. He chose to suffer the affliction uh, by being uh, a man of God rather than enjoying the pleasures of sin and, and again sin is pleasurable but for a season for a brief time so when when you're struggling when you are uh, feeling as if you're the only one when you you battle life being hard and difficult first of all remember some of the biblical examples, remember the life of Jesus, remember the life of Moses, remember all that the apostle had faced in his life. And and certainly in addition to some of those biblical examples, think about many of the the men and women even in our life and time. Uh, uh, Think about a, a parent or a grandparent or think about some of the previous times in your life and the faithfulness of God even in the midst of your situation and your struggle. So remember those examples that you can look to. Secondly, how can we continue going and continue serving God? Uh, Secondly, it involves giving up on our sin, giving up, getting rid of the sin. Perhaps there's habits or sin or other individuals who are dragging us down and keeping us uh, away from God it might be necessary to remove those weights, to remove those things that keep us from following and serving God. Hebrews chapter 12 says that we must lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us and to run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Lay aside every weight or other versions would, would uh, reference it as hindrance. Lay aside the hindrances, lay aside the weights, as well as sins. There are things that are sins that keep us from God, but there are also hindrances. that Maybe they're, they're not bad in and of themselves, but it's something that comes between us and God, and it keeps us from serving, keeps us from faithfully following Him. If so, let's slide those to the side. Let's, let's take those weights. Let's take those hindrances. Let's confess the sins. Let's give up on those. Let's, let's allow God to remove those from our heart and from our life and seek and follow God. You know, when it comes to racing, in in running, in swimming particularly, uh, they do everything that it takes to be as light as possible. I mean, swimmers will will shave their head. They'll shave uh, the hair on their body and uh, the, the swimsuits that they have. They are light and aerodynamic uh, to just cut through the water. Marathon runners. Uh, I mean, it's it's a light tank top and and light thin shorts and and light athletic running shoes. Uh, they're they're not running in in large winter boots. You want to be as light as possible. Get rid of everything heavy. Get rid of those weights and hindrances so you can run the race effectively. Spiritually speaking, we've got to do the same thing. It's it's not just understanding those biblical models and examples and, and understanding that we can turn to them and look to them uh, for instruction and encouragement. But it's also getting rid of the sin, getting rid of the hindrances, getting rid of those weights, anything that would keep us from God. And so we've got to remove those things so that we can follow Jesus Christ. So what we do is uh, we remember the biblical examples, we, we remember the, the patterns and models to follow. We, we get up, uh, give up on and get rid of the sin and weights and hindrances in our lives. Third, I wanna encourage you to change your focus. Change your focus. Uh, begin focusing on what God has in store for you. Galatians 6, 9 says that uh, we will reap a harvest There there is blessing, there is a harvest, there is something good in store for those who do not quit, those who do not give up, those who continue faithfully honoring and faithfully serving God. We can get so wrapped up and so, uh, so caught up in the things of the here and now that we lose track of, we lose sight of heaven. We can many times continue to keep going as we focus on all that God is preparing for us. Now, Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. He says, so we do not lose heart. There is someone who could or should lose heart. It would be Paul. Paul experienced so many difficulties, whippings and beatings and uh, being left for dead, being on a shipwreck and imprisoned uh, for many years. Paul experienced so much, and yet Paul said we don't lose heart. Though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. Yes, our, our physical body faces a lot of difficulties and struggles and hardships of a tough life but the inner body, that spiritual sense, that that relationship with God, it's being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Eternal weight of glory. We're to get rid of the weights and hindrances spiritually in this life in order to receive that weight of glory, that Harvest by not quitting, by not giving up, by continuing to faithfully serve God. So we can focus on the reward, that eternal reward that God has in store for us, and we can focus on the Lord himself instead of the people around us. Who are we working for? Who are we serving? Who are we to please? It's to please God, to serve God. Uh, Throughout the scripture, even in Colossians, it says to to do everything as unto the Lord, as if we were serving the Lord. So when you go to school or you're online for school, you're doing your best because you're doing it unto the Lord. Uh, When you go to work, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And in all that we do, we're doing it as unto Him. Focus on God as opposed to all the other individuals that, again, many times... Uh, can become the comparisons for us. We we look and we see this individual, they seem to be doing better over here than us or better over there than us. And so we compare to them rather than looking to, focusing on God. Let us do what God has called us to do. So we we remember those biblical models, the, the biblical patterns, the biblical examples, and uh, we continue, faithfully going forward. We give up on the sins and weights and hindrances in our lives. We change our focus. And then finally, I want to encourage you to trust God's timing. Remember in the scripture, Galatians 6, 9, it says we will reap a harvest at the proper time. At the proper time. God has a time for everything and we've got to trust in him ecclesiastes chapter 3 i just read that today for uh, devotions Uh, verse 1 and verse 11 read like this there is a time for everything verse 11 says he has made everything beautiful in its time there's a time for everything but we've got to trust god and trust god's timing Certainly, God's time is different from ours. Uh, you know, Scripture says uh, uh, a thousand years is like a day. And, and we thought, well, how in the world? What kind of timing is that? We, we don't quite understand that. You've probably heard about the man who uh, talked with God and, you know, the, the thousand years is like a day. He said, well, uh, a second must be like, I don't know, 500 years to you, God. And, and a million, million dollars must be kind of like a penny to you. God said, I suppose so. So the man said, can I have a million dollars? God's response, just a second. It all comes down, it all boils down to God's timing. And here's the good news, you and I can trust God's timing. Unfortunately, you and I can uh, tend to want everything and want it now. Uh, We get so wrapped up in everything and everything immediately from fast food to microwaves to drive-throughs to uh, cell phones and, and tablets and computers uh, which are instantly connected to the world around us uh, we can literally watch on our cell phone or tablet or computer screen things that are happening at this very second uh, depending on where you live, you can, you can watch some of those things in your own city, from your own state to uh, nation, world, uh, all across this globe as they're happening. I mean, it is an instantaneous, almost fix, if we want to know news-wise, uh, sports-wise, entertainment-wise, what is taking place. Uh, we want to know something, grab that phone, go to Google, and just do a search, find it now. No need to wait till you get home. No need to wait till, uh, for some of you, uh, maybe you had the, the big Encyclopedia Britannica models and, uh, and, and those encyclopedias, uh, multiple volumes, 10, 20, 30, who knows, all these volumes, things that were contained and, and many people would have some of those kind of on a shelf in a library and every so often uh, you know, people could go and kind of look and, and find some kind of information. No need for that no need to even go to the library and try to search something there we've got it in our hands we've got it at our fingertips and so we want everything just like everything else about our life the information we want what we want when we want it which is now but we need to trust god's timing that difficulty physically or financially or relationally or emotionally uh, that you're going through, we say, God, it needs to be gone. Get it out of here now. Sometimes God does. God can and still does heal our bodies instantaneously. Continue to pray, continue to seek, continue to believe for that healing. Yes, God can and still does bless financially in an immediate way yes there are still people who find that God blesses They they go to the mailbox and someone or some place or something uh, has blessed them continue to faithfully honor and serve God and trust him even if it's not instantaneous even if if that healing is not immediate if that provision is not immediate if that situation is not resolved Immediately, we can trust God and we can trust His timing. I close with uh, an illustration that I'd come across, and it's a a little bit lengthy, so i just settle in here for a a couple of minutes. A young woman went to her mother and told her all about her life and, and about how things were so hard for her. Maybe that describes where you're at. You, you feel like life is difficult, life is hard, and you're facing a lot of struggles and, and hardships. You're just like this young woman. She, she said she didn't know how she was going to make it. Things were so difficult. She felt like giving up. She felt like quitting, and she was so weary in, in trying to continue to do good. She was tired of fighting and struggling and seeing that as one problem was solved another problem would reappear. Sound familiar? Maybe that describes you as well. So her mother took her to the kitchen and she filled three pots with water, placed each one on a high setting. Soon, each of the pots came to a boil. In the first pot, she placed carrots. In the second pot, she placed eggs and in the third pot don't have any here with me she placed coffee beans so she let them sit and let them come to a boil and didn't say a word a number of minutes she turned off the boiler uh <laughs> the burners that's what i meant she turned off the the burners She fished the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. She pulled the eggs out and placed them in a bowl, then ladled the coffee out and placed it in a cup, a mug. So turning to her daughter, she asked, What do you see? The daughter replied, I see carrots, eggs, and coffee. She brought her closer and and asked her to feel the carrots, and certainly they didn't feel like this anymore. The, The daughter felt those carrots that had boiled in the pot and found them to be soft. She then asked her to to take that egg and to break it. After peeling off the shell, what she discovered was this egg was now hard-boiled. Finally, the mother asked her to sip the coffee and and she took a, a little sip and she smiled as she tasted that rich, coffee aroma. So the daughter's staring at carrots, eggs, and coffee and looks to her mother and she says, What does it mean, Mom? Her mother explained, Each of these objects had faced the exact same adversity, boiling water. But each one had reacted differently. The carrot went in strong, hard, and unrelenting. But after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened and became weak. The egg had been fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected the liquid interior. But after sitting through the boiling water, the inside had become hardened. Now, the ground coffee beans, they were unique. After they were in the boiling water, they had changed the water. So which one are you? She asked her daughter. When adversity knocks on your door, When hardship arrives, which one are you? How do you respond? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? I'd pose that question to you. How do you respond when trouble and hardship and adversity come your way? Are you like the carrot that seems strong, but in the midst of pain, hardship, and adversity? Do you wilt and become soft and and lose all sense of strength. Perhaps you're like the egg. You start out with a maybe a soft heart, but that changes with the heat that you face. Maybe you had a fluid spirit, but after a death or a breakup or a financial hardship or some other trial or difficulty, you became hardened and stiff. Maybe the shell looks the same, but on the inside, maybe you're bitter and tough, a a stiff spirit or a hardened heart. Or perhaps you're like the coffee bean. The bean actually changed and transformed the hot water, the very circumstance that was bringing the pain. You see, when the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and flavor of that coffee and much the same in our lives it can release the fragrance and flavor of our life. If you're like the coffee bean when things are at their worst you get better and you change the situation all around you. When the hours are the darkest and trials are their greatest do you elevate to another level? You can with Christ. So how do you handle adversity? Are you changed by your surroundings or do you do the changing? Do you bring life and flavor to them? Are you a carrot, and egg, or a coffee bean? No matter how you might face or handle or struggle adversity, I encourage you today, don't give up. Don't become weary in doing good. In the midst of what you might be facing, even right now, physical, financial, relational, emotional, spiritual, etc. Understand that God is with you and understand that we can remember those biblical examples that God gives uh, to become models and encouragements for our life. We can give up on our sins and weights and things that hinder us in our walk with Christ we can change our focus focusing on him and focusing on eternity and finally we can trust god's timing